everybody. Welcome to another episode of Real Chills with me, Meg Getz. Today we had an awesome guest. His name is Dorian Vasquez. Uh, he talks about his family and Belize. It was a really fun and interesting episode. I feel like I could talk to Dorian forever, just like about all the spooky cryptids and things that Belize has to offer. So you're going to love this episode. Definitely give it a listen. Check out for him. He has his short film, The Patron, available on YouTube. Uh, so you can definitely find that. And for me, you can check out my album, One Last Rad Thing. It's available for pre-order and will be officially released on December 10th. Purchase that album anywhere that you listen to any type of media. So let's get right into it. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Welcome to Real Chills. I'm Meg Getz, and we have a really exciting guest for you. I'm so happy that this guy could be on the show. He's a really funny comedian. We have Dorian Vasquez. Yay! Hey, hey Dorian. How's how it going? you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having could me. I, do you think I could have said your name whiter if I tried? Or <laughs> No, Vasquez is perfect. That's okay. That's get, <laughs> I want people to say Vasquez. If you said Vasquez, I'd be a little annoyed, but everybody says it, so I can't. Okay. <laughs> Cool. This, okay, good. At, at this point, it. I've grown past being mad about that. Like it's, <laughs> well, it's, you know, you can you can save it for later because I my story is it takes place in Belize and I had to practice all day the name of the place, the town where it takes place. So uh, okay. <laughs> it's been a whole whole thing. But how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Um, it's actually funny. This this is uh, where I'm sitting right now is literally where I recorded my most recent sketch. Which yeah. was a horror movie type sketch. So I'm actually like, this This feels nice. And I'm, I'm glad where I'm <laughs> For, at. Since this is a podcast and you can't see, Dorian is in a dark park right now in, in Philly. So <laughs> it's like an immersive experience for him. Definitely really spooky. I will come save you if, if it comes to this, but yeah, it'll, it'll take I mean, me a I mean, second. I mean, literally short of being in the middle of, the, of nowhere with a campfire going. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's perfect. Are you afraid of the dark, kind of? Oh, I love that show. And um, <laughs> so we ask all of our guests this question. Would you say that you are a skeptic or are you someone that like totally all in believes? Uh, as far as paranormal stuff, I want to say I'm yeah. probably more of a skeptic. I can't say that I specifically have experienced anything too like unbelievable, but everybody I know has or Got at least it. claims they have. And it's yeah. like... Like my dad always told me some really scary stories of stuff that, that he saw. You know, my cousins told me stuff. Even like, I, I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles around a lot of, you know, a lot of Lat Latino people are very religious and very superstitious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So just like every other story you hear is just something. It's like, oh, shit, that's really scary and creepy. Yeah. But one time I thought I heard I thought I heard like a voice calling my name and it turns out it was just cats fucking. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no the scariest <laughs> thing of all <laughs> yeah you, you know i mean yeah you've seen videos like when they meow they, it sounds, it's, it sounds real, it's real vocal it's yeah that's, yeah that's probably and the closest thought... thing i've ever come to anything paranormal <laughs> well that i guess that's good for you and it, it's interesting so you're not really like I, it just sounds like you're open-minded like you've never experienced anything but you're, you're oh yeah like uh, like i I would love I I'm not gonna say I would love to I'm sure I would be freaked the fuck out but like it would be cool to 
it would be interesting to have that like a story in my back pocket of like, dude, did I ever tell you about the time I saw La Llorona or something? Like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I feel you. Yeah. Well, that's how, cause I've had like, I grew up in a really old haunted house and that's kind of how I feel where like in the moment I literally was like, no, 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 thanks. No, thank you. And then afterwards, like when I could think about it, I was like, that was kind of cool. But (laughs) in the moment you never want it to happen. You're always like, nah, I'm good. You know, you know what also it is too, is I think like, it's funny for as big a dork as I am, I had enough street smarts to stay away from areas that might clearly lead to nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like small story really quick. I remember I was in, I think it was before I even moved to Philly. I was in Baltimore. I was at, uh, was the St. John's University and there was like a, what looked like a nature walk. And I started walking down to walk through it. And there was just a sign. It was like just a white sign or like a wooden sign with like red drippy letters and it says like and it, and it just said something real ominous it was like walk, keep walking if you dare or something and i was just oh, like oh no good i'll walk around <laughs> take the longer path yeah yeah and then i went to no then I, yeah then i just went to a movie theater and watched guardians of the galaxy it was like <laughs> and that's your scary story because you didn't go down the path <laughs> yeah no i'm uh i'm yeah i'm not i'm 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 very much a square i'm like yeah let's just not <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm super excited about your story. Do you want to get into it? Okay. So this is, I mean, like, it's not necessarily mine. It's actually kind of a generational thing. And I, it's funny mm-hmm. because whenever I talk to people from Belize, it always keeps coming up. My grandfather, who was famous in Belize for be, uh, as a hunter, he was a very famous hunter and botanist. Uh, he was, uh, he was mentioned a lot. He was mentioned a few times. Every time they talked about Belize in the seventies, he was always mentioned. Cool. National Geographic, there's there's a series with him in it. Sports Illustrated did like an entire like interview with him. I actually still have copies of both of those uh, somewhere in the house. But one thing about him is that they also had a lot of infamous stuff that he apparently used to steal children's souls. Okay. Like every Easter he would come through and like Jackie Vasquez would be, uh, would come through and take firstborns out to the woods and sacrifice him to the devil. What? Yeah, it was like really weird shit like that. I remember uh, one time I did a, I had like a sociology class or folklore mm-hmm. class. I forget what. I remember I had to talk about it and it was like, they were like, well, where do you think it came from? I was like, he had over 40 kids. I'm sure some drama <laughs> came up. Like, I don't know it- I, that, yeah, that would have been my first question. Like why, where did these rumors start? Yeah, yeah. He literally hunted Jaguar for a living. Wow. Like, Clearly not everybody lived on these trips, but I don't know. Oh, wow. It's, it's just what, it was just one of those things of like, I don't know exactly what, uh, I don't know the whole details, but the one like kind of legend story that I know of is he supposedly, they caught him after he supposedly killed a man. And when he was in jail, all they heard was, all they heard was like chanting and stuff. And suddenly everything went dark. And when they went back to look for him in his cell, uh, he was gone. But there was nothing but a, like a bush of bananas. What? In the cell. Did you meet ever meet and your grandpa? I'm sorry, I shouldn't cut you off. No, he. Uh, no, no, no. He died before. Uh, before mm. I was born. Uh, I honestly only have like two pictures of him, and both of them, it's literally him, like kind of standing next to or over a dead jaguar. Just this really like rugged, kind of out of shape looking dude. He looks like. My, it's funny because I look like a lot like my dad and my dad looks a lot like him. I don't think I look a lot like him, but I don't know. It's like I just look like a very dorkier version of him, I guess. <laughs> Jeez, that's so cool. Was, 
So are you able to confirm any like that he was in jail at some point? Or is it hard to I know that I, I, I don't know if he was ever actually in jail. I know that he I know that there, I think there was an accident or something on one of the hunting trips where someone I think they either accidentally was they were either accidentally shot or they were injured for like their own like not following safety precautions or whatever. Sure. I mean, it's it's, you know, Belize. Right. Right. Or, you know, so for jaguar kind of, hunting, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or even in general, like uh, it's funny. My uh, one of my cousins is building his house there, and he had to tell them, uh, "I need ground wiring," and they were like, "Well, we don't do that here." <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want to die from an electric shock. Jeez. So can you ground wire? And they were like, "Ugh, fucking Americans, <laughs> so like, needy." <laughs> So it's like, I don't know. So, I mean, it's obviously not the safest place when it comes to things like that. But like, as far as the whole, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if there, I think it was like a, my understanding, I, I learned everything kind of piece by piece. I guess it was like something like somebody had died on a hunting trip. Uh, he was never actually convicted of anything. There was nothing to wow. convict or even acquit him for. It's like, oh, no one really saw what happened. So it was all speculation. Even when they try to talk to him about it, he kind of brushed it off. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. So then it became I mean, like in his hometown, there was this rumor that like he would come down and, and take your firstborn, like your firstborn kid. It it actually it, it's funny because it spread throughout the. I mean, <laughs> what? So he was like a national kind of like boogeyman, sort of. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he is like nationally famous down there still. Like, I think they uh, they actually have like monuments and stuff of him, like murals. Um, and I, um, I never saw any myself cause you know, I, um, every time I go to Belize, I go to Corozal, which is like my mom's hometown and cool. it's very, and it's the most North, uh, near Mexico. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know if he ever really did a lot there, but I mean, more down to like, you know, a little farther out, Orange Walk, Belize city up to like, you know, like Dengriga and all that. That's like, he is very like, especially in Belize city. I, probably have a shit ton of cousins there that I don't even know because you know he's uh, he's basically their Wilt Chamberlain for wow that's so badass yeah I yeah he uh like the one thing this article actually does point out is that he had over 40 kids and he's like I think I only have like 20 <laughs> oh is that all <laughs> yeah that's so funny I used to I used to try to do a bit about it but you know it's kind of it's kind of hard to because literally everything back then it's like Oh, it's so balls to the wall, like his life. Yeah. That's probably like the, the the one thing though, is I've literally met other people from Belize. Like I used to work at a bookstore near LAX airport. And I remember like they like I would listen to their accent. I'm like, are you from Belize? Like you just pick up on it. Right. And they were like, Yeah, we're from, you know, Belize City or we're from Orange Walk or whatever. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, I tell them, you know, my my dad grew up in Orange Walk. He's like, Oh yeah, who's uh who's your dad? I, you know, I say the last name Vasquez and they're like Vasquez, like Jackie Vasquez. And I was like, yeah, it's my grandfather. And they just stopped talking to me and leave. Oh no. So it's wait, like so, okay. I'm just confused because like every story you've told so far, it only sounds like he's a badass, like a cool badass. Like it doesn't sound like. Yeah, no. I mean, if I make them, if, if I ever make the, uh, you know, the, the John Woo version movie of his life, he's going to be a straight up badass. But yeah. Like, he's like, I, yeah, I would like, I would love to make Belizean black dynamite. <laughs> but people just don't want to fuck with him or his family, I guess. 
it, it's it's weird it's like i mean you can see it's playful a lot of the times yeah but even on top of it i mean he there's so much family that he left behind because i mean yeah he just kind of spread seed yeah i mean he literally was for a while the most famous figure in belize so it it like kind of makes sense just like how like how his life went right um but i mean i think from what i understood he died i think he died like at 60 okay that's pretty young i mean yeah i don't know i I remember like there's an the article that's in sports illustrated talk like it literally talks about how he walks into the room with his like 16 year old black girlfriend he's like in his 40s jesus oh my gosh yeah that's crazy yeah it's insane i mean i don't know i didn't know i don't know what consent ages are in belize so like i don't i don't even want to go try because fucking everyone's your cousin (laughs) yeah that's not a great look i mean nowadays he definitely would be like a monster (laughs) but back then it was harder I mean, back then he was also still a monster. He's yeah. Still, you know, little kid souls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's the, that's the <laughs> legend, right? The lore is that he would come, there was a certain time of year he would come down into the towns and steal kids' souls. They, they used to, they used to make it either like, I don't know, I forget if it happened year round or it's like, cause it's different uh, depending on where you go. Cause I'm, you got to remember, all of this is just oral, like, sure. Yeah. Sound orally. No one actually wrote any of this down. Yeah. In fact, like there is a there is literally a Belize community page where I've actually connected with a lot of people who are cousins of mine. What? And I remember I got like random friend requests from people and it's like, oh, we have no mutual friend or we have like one mutual friend. Who the fuck are you? But your last name is Vasquez. I'm thinking like it's another one of those clickbaity like, hi, I'm from, right. you know, yeah, I'm a prince from Nigeria or whatever. And it's like then I just get a message out of nowhere. No, I'm your cousin. Like. I don't know if we know each other, if our parents even know each other, but yeah, I'm Jackie Vasquez. We're all related. It's so funny because my dad is adopted and he had siblings and yeah. made no effort. Doesn't, didn't want, still doesn't want to like connect with that part of his, his life or his family. So what you're feeling in Belize, I've always felt about New York City. I've always been like, I can't date Italians from New York because we could be first cousin, <laughs> legit first cousins. And That's there's hilarious. a lot of those. So I totally feel your pain where it's like, this is awkward, dad. You made this weird for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. No, and it's, it's, it's funny. Like that, that's my mom had even said to me at one point, like, yeah, you know, maybe if you get, when you get your degree, you know, you can come to Belize, you can become a teacher, you can get a wife. Oh, and get I'm a like, wife. <laughs> yeah. My mom's very, she really wants me to just go settle down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's literally the, it's like Jewish guilt. It's like, come settle down get yourself a nice Belizean girl. Like, <laughs> and like, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay with, I'm okay with not having children with, you know, fucked up lungs or, you know, whatever incest does. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I think like all moms kind of have that in them where they just want you to set, like settle down. And it's like, no, <laughs> we're yeah. comics. We're never going to settle. That's kind of our thing so yeah that's a crazy that's a crazy story i think that's so cool so he just kind of became like that's that it, that's like the main legend of belize that i know through jack like the jackie vasquez stuff like in the airport they usually sell like a book of all the different folklore stuff yeah that's one of them there's stories of like you know the duende del uh del monte or whatever bulldoze and all that and like the, the blobs they actually, like my dad actually used to tell me it's funny because my dad probably experienced a lot more like ghostly type stuff or at least he claims to like or he said that like one time like when he was a kid he saw a uh 
what are they called like gnomes like not like gnomes from the like what or dwarves or whatever from the mountains like the like like you know lawn gnomes how they have the story of like you know that you know they have powers and all that shit yeah he supposedly saw one and like a kid he and another kid like got like entranced by one and like it kind of like scooted them closer to him and then another kid like threw some shit and then it kind of broke it and they just screamed and ran away and like one kid didn't come back or something. I don't know. My dad had like a bunch of those kinds of stories, like weird shit that happened to him. Oh, wow. I didn't know gnomes were in, cause they're in a lot of like, I feel like Icelandic type cultures, gnomes and fairies are like huge. Like, yeah. I mean, like uh, Belize is an English colony and I know that oh, like got a, it. a lot okay. of that travels. Yeah. So I, like, I don't know if it came from that or what, cause I know um, du- like Duende del Monte or Duende del Monte. I don't know. It's like diff like, from different spots like i know mexico has a lot of those kinds of stories too so they they do translate right uh, to some degree like i don't i don't know what it is i mean like it's just you know some kind of little like wizardly type man who is clearly trying to like lure children yeah is like a thing and your and, dad uh, saw one jeez my dad my dad says he saw one uh he also says he saw a blob like okay and the way he described it it's actually funny cuz he just, uh, I don't know if you ever played the game Altered Beast. No, uh, I'm not a gamer, like, but <laughs> what it is was, it? It was a game, it was a game that came with your Sega Genesis. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Like if you bought one and they actually have blobs in the game and they, and the way my dad described it looked like, it, it almost looked like how it looked in that game. Really? Where it was like just this li- literally like this kind of just mess of a thing that just like slowly creeped at you. And if you got, cl- and if you let it get close enough, it would literally like, latch onto you and just suffocate you or something Jeez. It was like, and he says like supposedly he saw one of those too and like i mean i've been to belize i've never experienced anything like that i've never experienced anything that insane but uh it is a scary fucking place at night <laughs> just in general <laughs> well you know i mean because literally like every like every little town well i mean it's getting a little better now with like internet and everything but you know, everybody just kind of goes inside. Everyone goes home. No one really, there's no bar scene in, right. that I know of, at least in the spots that I was at. Wow. So most people, they just like, okay, let's go buy all our liquor early in the day and then we'll just drink in our houses. Wow. No one, re- no one's really walking around at night. So, you know, if you see anything, it's usually kind of crazy. Yeah. Everything's usually pitch black. You hear like fucking jungle animals. Nothing. And yeah, my dad, my dad has a lot of stories of, you know, walking basically through the jungle in the middle of the night sure. to get back home uh, to, you know, his, you know, whatever village he was living in and just hearing like voices and whispers in, in the woods. And as he, as he grew up, he found out, oh, a lot of this is actually just the sounds the birds make. Like there's right. little birds in Belize that make like a pst, pst, Oh, I hate pst. that. Oh no. Like, like they're trying, like almost oh. like they're calling at you oh. and it's real faint. Yeah, so it's like it's really scary shit, actually. Like, yeah. Do you think your dad has like some connection to the paranormal? Like, do you think he's like, I forget, like sensitive, like in that way, where maybe things are drawn to him, or he has like a better sight for it? It's actually funny you mentioned that. I I remember I remember my aunt, one of my aunts, mentioning something about that because I think for a while. I don't know if it was, my grandmother did this, but I know at least one of my aunts like worked as a psychic or a medium or something. Really? Huh. So they, they're all that like fortune teller stuff, you know, does exist. I mean, also like Garifuna people have their 
kind of version of like it's not voodoo it, it's like some other type of like you know right like, kind of african like africanized magic kind of thing so a lot of that does kind of travel through i know my mom said she had a uh, she had an experience uh something like that where i think it was like a garifuna man like cursed her mom uh my grand my grandmother on my mom's side and uh basically made uh Actually, it was funny because it, it all kind of revolved around a miscarriage. Oh, wow. And it was just one day she just caught herself bleeding out. from, And then she found out, oh, it literally destroyed her kid. This like magic or spell or whatever was placed on her did this? Yeah, something like that. Like it was like, I think uh, my uh, my grandmother was running a store and somebody had refused to leave uh, or was trying to steal. But it was like uh, oh, wow. someone of like a specific type of, you know, specific. Garifanas are are basically like, a lot of people who, uh, you know, Garifuna is a lot of people who still have basically a- like African roots. Sort of like, okay, and this they, is this... they intermingle with Mayan stuff and uh, oh, beliefs. Wow. So it's, it's like, like, that's why I say it's like kind of like their version of like, like voodoo people. Okay. To, su- to some degree. It's not, it's not entirely like that. Do they have people that can like remove those, those spells as well? Yeah, I don't know about all that. I just know that it's funny because even, uh, with all this, like saying all this, even my, uh, even in the article that my grandfather uh, was in, he even pointed out because he was actually a very intelligent man. He was botanist and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things on top of being, you know, womanizing, <laughs> fucking jaguar. Well, hunting. he probably had a huge ego. He was murdering jaguars and discovering shit. Like, yeah, but but he was he was also very very learned. So was my right, dad. But right. Uh, he actually was probably the most logical in his response to it because he's like the, the the thing you have to realize is that a lot of these people are, you know, they are very uneducated and they like they kind of latched on to religion and superstition. So a lot of the the stuff you'll hear about me or anything else is based on superstition. Right. And it's it's kind of it's kind of funny to hear, you know, you know, guy in this, you know, in the middle of the sem- in, you know who does who has this whole like legend build around him basically saying yeah like it's all bullshit <laughs> well that's what he wants you to believe and then he's just sucking the souls out of kids when you're not looking that's yeah uh, i mean i'm just kidding that was a joke but... he, no no, no that's fair. <laughs> he was also a weird guy like he used to literally like keep his eyes closed and walk down busy like like heavy like streets where like horses and shit were like and and just like not get hit okay he would, like, he would like walk up and down stairs without like opening his eyes things like that he was He's a weird dude. Like, it, it's just like, it, it sounds like weird, useless talents. Like, I, I don't know. I, and like, botanist makes me think like, did he make potions? Did he kind of get involved with that? Yeah, right. You know? He, he was one of those, he was one of those dudes that literally knew the name of like every like flower and orchid and all that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so I cool. mean, that was kind of his line of work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still impressive, you know, to be an expert oh, yeah, in no, a field like definitely. that. Like, yeah, no, most definitely. I kind of like, I kind of wish he was a little bit more like renowned so that I can be like, Hey, uh, look at this guy. Yeah. It's funny. Cause as far as paranormal stuff, even my brothers say that they kind of experienced something. Really? I, like I said, I've never really experienced just about every, like everything that might've been a paranormal experience for me. It turned out to just be like my older brother fucking with me. <laughs> you explained it. Yeah. Oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, they're, they're like, I think the one thing, that I remember there being like that was always just a little weird outside of the cats fucking thing was uh every day in my in my old house I would hear creaks like get closer at oh, certain no. points in the night 
and I would always feel like, and I would always feel like something like kind of pushing against me. Like what? So it, but at the same time, it was like, I, I like, uh, you know, it, I also like lived in a house in LA. So like in like near, like, yeah, it wasn't that far, you know, we got beach winds all the time. So the house always is going to fucking creak, but it was weird. Cause it was always consecutively the same times. Maybe it and the was... same types of creeks. It was like weird cracks in certain spots in the house oh, at the same no. time every night. And like, I could, I could, and I, you know, this was before I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's weird. Cause I am kind of skeptic. I'm kind of a skeptic when it comes to shit like this, but at the same time, I fall asleep so much better when someone's in the room with me or if I have a movie playing, like I can't just, yeah. it's real hard for me to just fall asleep when it's dark and there's nothing. Yeah. It does not feel like you're alone in the, I feel the same way. Dan prefers that. And I, we blast the Simpsons every night for me. <laughs> so yeah. Sim- Simpsons, King of the Hill. Yeah. Matrix movies. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I got my, I got my go-tos. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it, it's funny because as much as, you know, and, and it's like one of those things, like even as much as I love horror movies, after I watch a horror movie, I have to watch a comedy. I do that too. Yeah. So like, have I to. have to do something like, like I can't even watch. It's funny because as the older I got, uh, I used to watch The Exorcist and think that movie was awesome. And now I'm like, I, I get scared. I really get scared if I watch it. Yeah. I am, so I'm not like, sorry, yeah. what were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut no, you No, I'm saying I'm not. So I don't know. I am skeptic. I am a skeptic, but I'm not entirely a skeptic. Like, you know, I'm hedging my bets. Like I'm going to, I'm still going to burn sage in my fucking house. Yeah. If, something, if something moves without me, you know, moving it. Yeah. I try not to fuck with any demon stuff. There's no reason for it. That's why like when I watch movies, like even when I found out not midsummer, what's the other one? Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. God damn. Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. Even Hereditary, when I found out that it's like loosely based on a real demon, I was like, why? Just make a name up. You don't have to make it a real demon. That's scary as shit. Like, I don't want you yeah. even pretending to call this stuff into my house. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah. Like the like the exorcist is based around Pazuzu, which is a, you know, the demon uh was a demon that you know revolved around like harvest and stuff. And it's funny yeah. because depending on which version of the folklore you read it's either a malevolent demon or it's actually a good one for harvest and things like that yeah it's so crazy Uh, that's why people keep pazuzu like things i mean and also baphomet is very similar if you look at them all it's funny because i've i i I was a religious studies uh i got my degree in religious studies Mm -hmm. and the more i looked into that kind of stuff with like demons and stuff a lot of them tend to cross over and look very similar and the reason is because almost every version like basically one story traveled across the world that's so cool that is such a cool thing about humanity like Like, it's 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 one of those things it kind of gets written off depending on which college professor you're talking to like that's impossible fucking humbug sure it it really does i mean it's kind of obvious so like at least to me i'm like yeah i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of crossovers in languages oh yeah like arabic arabic and you know spanish have like little crossovers you know english and german obviously but with all that said, it's like, yeah, of course these fucking stories travel. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, like the beauty how, of it. How else, how, how else did my dad hear of a blob monster before, you know, watching the blob movie? You right. Know I mean? Yeah. Cause he actually saw one. I believe him. I believe that's, yeah. I believe everything on this podcast. Though, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Wow. Your whole family, except for you has seen paranormal stuff. Are you like bitter about that? Do you have feelings? 
No, I, I don't know. I, I've literally, it's funny because if I do hear random bumps and cracks in the middle of the night, I think the one thing I have said out loud before is just like, yo, if there's any ghosts or demons in here, yo, you can make yourself at home. Just fuck, just fuck off when I'm around. <laughs> just, just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yo, can you, can you do that for me? Demon? Yeah. <laughs> can you give me my space? It's been a long day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yo, de- yeah. Yo, de- demons can crash, but if you ain't paying rent, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you need let to let me, me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because I like I don't know. It's one of those things where I feel like such a like bland like zilch because it's like my brother has like sleep paralysis, so he gets the he oh, sees wow. the, the the black figure demon. Yeah, I've only had sleep paralysis once, and I've experienced something from that, which I like that might be a paranormal thing. Like, see, now I'm kind of I, I don't know if I'm grasping at straws with this one, but it's like <laughs> what happened? The one time I the one time I was in an Airbnb in uh, upstate New York, I went up there for. Uh, I went up there for a festival. I think it was uh, Ithaca, New York. Oh, cool. Um, Air- the Airbnb was fucking weird. Uh, so maybe it was just my own imagination. But I remember uh, the dude let me in. He was like one of those guys who was like way too nice. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, he was like he was like a, like a little tiny African dude. He was like super nice. But it but seemed fake. Like, like more than fake. It was like almost like, dude, you're like suspiciously nice. <laughs> okay. And it was like. And as it turns out, he was just like, he was a really like super Christian religious kind of guy. Great. And I remember like, cause I would hear him praying super loud and I see all the stuff in the house. And then like, I remember it was like, like, I remember one time I woke up, it was like four or 5 AM and he was just blasting gospel music. That's weird. Like throughout the house. But like, how long did you stay there? I was only there for like a night, but like that night before any of that even happened, I was, uh, like I, it was the first time I've ever experienced sleep paralysis. Uh, Cause I was in, I was in the room, I was laying there in bed and I swear to God, my, I, like my eyes are wide open and I'm like just staring at the wall and I'm like, I'm trying to get up. Cause I feel something like getting in the bed with me. And I feel like something like it's grabbing me from behind, like almost like, I, like, like, like I'm the little spoon and it's like holding me down. And I'm like, what the Holy fuck is going shit. on? Why can't I scream? And I'm like, dude, as soon as I can move, I'm going to swing on whoever is on me. Because I'm, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, am I awake? I'm thinking I'm awake right now and I'm going to swing. And like, if this fucking host is on me, I'm going to swing and beat the shit out of this guy. I'm about to go to jail tonight. (laughs) And then next thing I know, I, I don't know, I get up real fast and I literally swing and I hit my hand just up against like, you know, the frame of the bed. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And there's nothing there. And I'm just hearing all this like shitty gospel music being blasted. Holy fuck. Dude just like, praise the Lord, all this shit outside. So I'm like, okay, maybe I was dreaming. That is so scary. And it's one of those things like, I still am not sure if I would like, if I was awake and like, it was the only time I've experienced sleep paralysis or like, I was dreaming that the entire time. I, to date, I still couldn't tell you. That's probably, that's probably mm -hmm. the most paranormal thing I, I cannot explain away. That's horrifying because I do. I get sleep paralysis. I get it a lot. Like I've woken up like where I've fallen asleep face down. And that's the scariest to me because I think I'm going to die. You know how you start like hyper because you can't move your face out of a pillow. But I've never. The thing though is I was I was that. Yeah, that that like I'm freaking out because I can't move. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was very Johnny got his gun. Like, I'm just like, why? What's wrong with me? Like, yeah, yeah, I've had that. And then I've thought that I woken up from it and then I wake up again. Yeah. 
which is scary, but I've never had an experience and I don't think I've heard of many where the entity actually touches you. So there's a lot with sleep paralysis. There's like phenomenon, like with your brain where you're like, kind of like you sense danger because you can't move. So like your brain kind of like creates it sort of, cause it's like, oh man, I'm so like vulnerable right now, but I've never yeah. actually heard of like the well, thing. Cause you're touch. like, a half, you're like, yeah. say so you're like kind of half in a dream state, right? Yeah. yeah. You're half, you're, you're like whatever your brain does to make sure you don't like go crazy at night moving around is still going, but you're awake. So that's why yeah. you can't move. Cause like when you get into like a certain type of sleep, I think it's actually like a lighter sleep than heavier. Like you kind of yeah. like wake like up just before REM sleep kicks in. Yeah. So, but I've never, I've literally never heard of the thing touching the person. Never heard yeah, of that. I, that that's that's the one thing that makes me think like I don't know if I was I must have been dreaming because but it yeah. felt like it it really did feel like I was awake. That's the thing is like my I remember my eyes being like wide open and I'm like I can the, like the room didn't change for me. I was still in the room. It's like you know when you dream you see a different like yeah. the room slightly different. Shit's moved around. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that whole story. That's so scary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm that like, one is unexplained for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, e even even the shit in the house that I lived in in LA, like that, everything can almost be explained away. Like literally the house creaking was just, you know, it was a house built in the early 1900s. And right. It was, it was a house from like the 1950s and it was all like the wood is, you know, kind of shitty yeah whenever the you know whenever the wind blows it's gonna like it rocks the house a little bit um anytime i heard like voices in the middle of the night or in the morning it really was usually just crackheads okay or, well um, all right <laughs> one, one weird one this is actually kind of a funny one is uh every every morning around like 6 a.m and it would still be dark outside like it was like you know kind of like how it is right now this time of year hmm I would just hear someone calling out like, I, like, ah, ah, and it was like this weird kind of like droning kind of thing. And I would always hear it, but I'd be half asleep. And then one day I remember like, I'm going to fucking wake up and find out what this is. I, <laughs> yeah. If it's a demon or something, yeah. you know, I hope it's not. And then I wake up and I look outside and it is the gayest Mexican man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's pushing, he's pushing a grocery cart. And I mean, he's got like Daisy Duke shorts on. He's got a, wow. a shirt that's like, he's got like a crop top shirt, like with his belly hanging out. He's got his hair pulled back and he has like big poofy hair, but it's mm. pulled back in a big bun. And he's going, tamales. Are you he's, kidding me? <laughs> yeah, he's selling tamales. But at like 6 a.m. And I'm thinking like, oh, this guy is fresh into the country. Wow. Because he just showed up. He just showed up one day doing that. That's so and funny. Like, oh, he's, he's used to he's used to being out like people get. And the thing is, people are out there fucking buying them. I didn't realize 6 people were out that early. <laughs> 6 a.m. He's going, tamales. That's, yeah. I'm like. Every time I heard it, I was half asleep. I'm, I'm thinking, like, is my fucking house haunted? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, it's uh, hilarious. Tamales, and then yeah, then we ended up buying them. Tamales I was gonna was say, did you? Bomb. They were really good. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Oh hell yeah, that's awesome. They were so good. They had like they had like a whole piece of chicken in them. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like, so good. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for these stories. <laughs> I, what? Why? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's just like, you know, I know. I, it, 
some some things make me homesick and like yeah that, like, that guy makes you homesick <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i miss i miss i miss waking up at 6 a.m to tamales or the <laughs> Or, or the or the helote guy coming around later Ooh, with his little horn. Nice, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was always that. I would always get it was always get three helotes for people in the house, um, raspados, which is basically just like slushies, and, uh, with the syrup stuff in it, and then like the bag of uh, uh, we call it chicharrones, but it's like like wheat, like the wheat wheels. Yeah, and you put like yeah, you put like lemon and and pepper all over it. It's fucking delicious. I miss. I'm. God damn it, I miss. I miss living on the West Coast sometimes. Yeah, whenever we visited, I, just, I loved LA. Yeah. I was just in Texas, and I like, I like, I'm starting to see. I was seeing all the little spots that have all that. I'm like, God damn it, I wish. Uh, I wish I stayed just a little longer. And I, <laughs> yeah. went to like a Me- I was in a. I wish I was like in Corpus Christi or just somewhere right. where it's like heavy Mexican. So I can yeah. just be in the middle of that again. Hell yeah. Yeah. My sister's fee- uh, husband now is Mexican from Mexico. And he always insists on making us like at least one meal when he visits. And it's always like the yeah. like bombest. And he never goes into it with a recipe. He always just has like yeah. a general idea of what he wants to do. And every he makes queso. And it's just like it's, everything yeah. he makes is so freaking good. It's ridiculous. At- that, that must be a cultural thing. Cause I, I, I feel like I do the same thing. If I go somewhere, like I, you know, if I go to, you know, Rachel's parents house or something, I, I tell them like, you know, maybe, maybe you should let me make yeah. something. Like, <laughs> this last time I made, this last time I made ribs, it was, uh, you know, it's not, it's not particularly Hispanic, but my mom's coming for Christmas and you know, when she comes, you know, we're going to cook it up. Oh, so. hell yeah. That's going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I'm prepping now. I'm like I'm like a do- I'm like doomsdaying right now because I'm buying like the kind of fish she likes and everything. Oh wow! She's not gonna be here for like a month. <laughs> it's all sitting in the free in the freezer. That's the other thing Josue does. He like makes way too much food, and we're like, he's like, you don't want to try this, and we're like, no, we're gonna die. Like we can't do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Please. The other thing that I thought was hilarious, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast, he made jalapeno poppers, but he knows how white we are, so he made them in bell peppers for us, <laughs> which I thought oh, was. Hilarious. so funny i was like you don't have to do this and he's like i want you guys to enjoy like, them i was like damn like you, you don't like we're not that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it's like we'll try like we'll suffer through them you don't have to embarrass us like this i think it was on christmas too that's, on christmas so but that's so funny yeah this is so good <laughs> Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Well, I have a story prepared for you, and hopefully you like it. It's about Belize, so, and it's paranormal, obviously. So let's get into it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'm almost sure. I'm pretty sure you've heard of this and you can interrupt me whenever while I'm telling the story. But I realized like when you mentioned Belize that I've never really heard about a lot of the lore from there. Uh, so I found this story surrounding the Mayan ruins okay. called Shunantanich. 
Have you heard of them? Yeah. Do you know them? No. Okay. So these ruins were discovered in Western Belize, about 70 miles west of Belize city. And according to an article article called Chinantanich Haunted Mine Ruins of Belize by a website called Amy's Crypt, these ruins are one of the few well-preserved time capsules that the ancient Mayans left behind. Chinantanich uh, was abandoned since around 1000 AD, and it's thought that a devastating event such as an earthquake caused the sudden evacuation of the large Mayan city. This disaster caused extensive damage to the main pyramid, um, which is named El Castillo, which is the castle. I'm sure you knew that too. Mm-hmm. Although the city was reoccupied some time after, it only remained active for another 300 years before it was abandoned completely. And then after abandonment, the site remained empty until, let's see, remained empty, eventually being hidden and consumed by the surrounding jungle until it was rediscovered by explorers in the early 1890s. So that's just sort of a backstory. So this is the 1890s were when the first ghostly sightings were reported at Um, The ruins in the 1800s, people told stories of seeing a Mayan woman with long black hair and a flowy white dress slowly walking up the steps of the ruins. Yeah. One man advised that. I I hate, I hate these stories. They make these actually scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm trying to scare you. (laughs) Keep going. I know like flowy, flowy white dress, black haired Mayan woman. Uh, I've heard a version of this from my cousin who saw that. Really? Okay, wait, let me finish this. That that one I totally believe. And I'm actually trying to like, yeah, not talk about, okay, let me finish this paragraph. And then I want to hear that story. So um, yeah, so walking up the steps of the ruins, one man advised that as he watched, the woman turned to look at him and had glowing red eyes before continuing Mm -hmm. her walk until she disappeared behind the columns. This man quickly assembled a search team who were unable to find the women. These stories are presumed to be why the ruins are called Shinantinik, which in Mayan language translates to stone woman. So your your cousin saw this person or saw someone like this? I, no, I'm, uh, it's funny because I, I don't remember the actual Mayan name of it. But when you say like, because I just knew the woman with the white dress, like, I know that for like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got I have chills right now. I, <laughs> really? I know that because of that story. story. Wow. My mom's my brother saw it. My mom saw it. My cousin saw it, saw something like it. Where? And like just at the in, like the t- ruins? Okay, so my brother told me one that when he was uh he was little, so he would have been like maybe, you know, six or seven, that he literally looked out and he saw from a distance just a oh like a flowy white figure like a white dress in the wind and it's like oh yeah dude somebody fucking hanging up their laundry sure. uh, like that's me writing it off but he's like he sees it and it's like just walking and it like it's almost see-through and then he calls my mom to look my mom sees it freaks the fuck out shuts the windows and like just pulls them inside and just starts like so i don't know like to them you know that could be you know it's like la llorona they always talk about la llorona yeah in that's more of a Mexico thing, but it does it. There's some kind of weird translation to that too. Cause there's yeah. like, that's, I guess the Belize version. My cousin saw something similar. Fuck. I'm actually getting kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it serves me right for sitting in the middle of a fucking park. <laughs> scary in the dark. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. But there was one, uh, my cousin, it's funny. Cause I've been thinking about this story for the last week since you asked me to be on this. Yeah. And it's something that I would love to, I would love to like, film like film a version of this if i could my my cousin brian he is a uh, he's a pilot now but he used to be like super heavy uh military u.s military 
he's actually, uh, you know, he's actually very well accomplished in the military, but, uh, him and one of his, I think it was like his army, army or Marine buddies. I forget what, uh, what he was in, but they were in Belize with, um, with his wife and they were just driving from like, uh, I think they were driving from Belize city back to orange walk or vice versa. They were driving some, but it was like, I mean, it's like two, three hour drives in every direction. Mm-hmm. And you're basically driving. It's the one, like the, the highway is basically just like a really badly cut road and it's just jungle everywhere up until you get to the next, like and you get to these little pockets of village and then you get to the, like whatever the next like, kind of city is. Mm-hmm. And they're driving through all this and they're just kind of shooting the shit, you know? And he says that like, there's nobody around. It's fucking pitch black except for their headlights and the distance they see white, you know, a white dress and this black hair. And it looked like a Mayan woman, but her face was like weird. They said, I don't know. They didn't say red eyes, but they said her face was red. And it was like, like, and her face was like blown up. Like she was like, like she just like, it was like, and she was like walking, like like she was stomping through like wherever she was walking. And it looked like she had something in her hand because she was like the way she was moving and stuff. She had her hands like they were up in the air, like Mm -hmm. she was carrying something. And they kept going and, uh, slightly past where they were because they're both like yo i didn't just see like you saw that too right like that apparently they're saying this to each other like yeah there's no thing out here Mm. how could we possibly like do you do we go back and it's just like fuck no we're not no you don't go back (laughs) absolutely not like do we see if that person needs help it's like i don't know what the fuck that was yeah but they said they saw her face and it was like a red face and it was like just really like disfigured there like Wow. But it was like black hair, white dress. But it looked like she was carrying something. And the farther out they went, they said they started to see people, like other people. And this was like miles down the road. What the hell? And and they said like it, they just saw like a bunch of like a bunch of people with like machetes and they're like like they were running in that direction. And so they're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I don't know if they stopped, but they found out from someone in that village apparently they don't know who but apparently something took someone uh took someone's baby oh shit and they were like and it freaked it was like it was it and i remember when he told me the story i couldn't fucking sleep no that's so scary yeah and uh he's it's funny because he told me the story when i like went to go visit him in you know san francisco he (laughs) just got off the road it's fucking 3 a.m. And I'm like laying there. I'm like, my eyes are wide open. They're like, all right, well, sleep well. Wow. That's like, well, awesome. I'm not going to. <laughs> well, thanks for nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's, that's one of those stories that I remember. Like, I remember I could see it the like the way he told me. And yeah. It's like I, I've been to Belize, so I can I could see everything, the jungle and everything. Like. And it's, yeah. It, it's one of those things, like if I I would like I, I can't wait to, you know, hopefully hopefully I'll get to direct movies at some point, which yeah. is what I'm working toward. But like that's definitely like I would love to go down to Belize and film like some of this scary that's shit. That's really fun. Like a Mayan, yeah. I think there's I would watch that movie hundred and eighty percent. Like that sounds so fun. Like not fun, but just like scary, I guess is what but I like, mean to the, say. The other thing too is like these are all people that are from Belize, but they left for so long. So when you go back, you're basically back like you only you i mean you know your home but at the same time you, this, this is not your home anymore right, and right. Then you see some shit like that it's like 
like i don't know that that it's yeah it, it really throws right. that, i can see how it will fuck somebody up <laughs> yeah totally so only have a little bit more so a few sources online state that sightings of the women in white have been reported up until today and i did so, yeah. read some reviews of the ruins like TripAdvisor. And I didn't really find much on TripAdvisor. I mostly found people excited they had to like hand crank a trolley over the river to get there, which I kind of have this conspiracy theory. I'm like, I bet you TripAdvisor is just deleting those stories because <laughs> they don't want to like that's, scare people. That's actually, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but there is. That's, that's really funny. I'm convinced that they have to be because everyone's like, I totally like this is a thing. And then I look on all the reviews and I'm like, not one mention of ghosts. That's crazy. But there is a local Belizean cryptid called the Mapinguari, which is said to be some sort of prehistoric humanoid sloth. According to Cryptid Wiki, the Mapinguari was once an Amazonian shaman who discovered the key to immortality thousands of years ago. He angered the gods and was severely punished. He was transformed into a wandering hairy beast for the rest of his life. Modern sightings, oh, yeah, modern sightings convey the, convey the beast as a giant sloth, where others describe it as an ape-like creature. Many cryptozoologists speculate that the Mapinguari may just be a medium-sized giant ground sloth from the Ice Age that lived in the area, but the creature also supposedly has a horrid odor which can knock a man unconscious, and it's said to sometimes be a humanoid creature with a mouth in the middle of its stomach. It's also sometimes said to have one eye, long claws, caiman skin, backwards feet, and a second mouth, the mouth on its belly thing. So... Yeah. What I found for us, um, because I usually like to try to find at least one like personal story. I found from the highly reputable source, Phantoms and Monsters, Pulse of the Paranormal, an account of seeing a Mapinguari. That sounds like something that's uh, that's based out of Mayan folklore. Yeah, it's more anytime of a mention things like Yeah, anytime you mention something like backwards feet and two mouths and all that, that actually is a very Yeah. Yeah, so um from the source phantoms and monsters pulse of paranormal uh there's a story from 2014 from the author gary didn't leave a last name so yeah just gary (laughs) just gary Gary. um so here's the story my wife and i had just returned from a trip to belize we used one of our days to visit shunantanik we had hired a private guide who told us that some people believe that the stone woman had been sacrificed and that she appears when the energy is high at the temple. He told us that in 15 years as a guide, he had briefly seen her once while with a tour group after someone pointed her out to him. He said that the woman was dressed in, long, in a long white traditional tunic and that she had black hair. He later took us to the spot where he had seen her. As we stood on a grassy ledge on the temple, there was a loud crashing sound coming from the jungle below us. We could see small trees being pushed about as this thing moved through the thick vegetation. I looked at the guide and he had a confused and fearful look on his face. He said that we need to move in the opposite direction. We descended the steps and walked quickly towards the plaza area. When we reached our vehicle, he made a call to someone on his radio. I don't speak Spanish, but my wife said that it sounded like the guide said cow. Well, there's no way all that noise was caused by a cow or even several cows. We got back into the vehicle and waited for the driver. After a few minutes, he arrived and we headed back to Belize City. I asked the driver about what we had experienced and if he had any idea what it could have been. He said he wasn't familiar with any animal that big in the jungle. To me, it seemed like he wasn't being completely honest, so I dropped the subject. 
The next day I got online to see if anything that big was known to inhabit the Belize jungles. I found a brief mention of a cave cow. So that's what the Mapanguri is called, a type of legendary ground sloth that was said to live there. That's all I found. Since my wife thought the guide said cow when he was on the radio, maybe that's what he was referring to. Neither of us saw what this creature looked like, only that it had to have been very large and powerful. So that's the story. That's crazy, right? Yeah, it, it it's funny because it almost it's almost a Bigfootish type. Yeah, it's the same story, vibe. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's weird. Um, I've never, you know, I, that that one I'm not I'm not at all familiar with. I uh, I gotta ask my mom about some of these because uh, she might know a little bit more than I would. Yeah, but my mom's also very uh, very like she writes it all off, even though she's very clearly been freaked out by certain things. In the past. <laughs> my mom does that, too. And, and that's funny. Like, I, I don't know, maybe or maybe older generations are really good about just like suppressing. Yeah, because. Like even a friend of mine was telling me, like, you know, he saw a figure like he saw like a, he called it Fantasma, which is, you know, like a phantasm, a ghost, a right. demon, whatever, a figure in like out in Mexico when he was there. And when he called out to it, uh, he saw this like flowing figure just literally drop. Holy shit. And when he went out to go, he went out the next day to go. uh, He saw like the, like the float, like whatever gown that was there. It was like a gown or a blanket or something, but he went to touch it. And he said his whole arm went like frozen. What? It was just like nothing. He got nothing but bad feelings. Wow. From touching it. And like every time it's been described of people touching anything that like seemed like, for lack of a better word, evil or demonic yeah. or whatever, that's always how they describe it is just cold and then just feeling really bad. Yeah. Like a feeling of dread is usually how people describe it, which is crazy. Yeah. And it's like, that's always been a common thing. And it's, it's really creepy when you, when you come to find out, uh, you know, a lot of this shit. And, I mean, I know a lot of Belizeans, a lot of people from Belize, a lot of Belizeans, you know, they, they grow to, they grow to drink a lot. Right. And, you know, I know, I know what superstitions and stuff does, but that's, that's one of those things that kind of carries a lot of it over. So. Yeah, totally. I'm thinking, you know, sometimes it could be memory suppression if uh, the stuff is real. If it's not, you know, it could just be, you know, maybe somebody just saw a fucking big dog. Or, <laughs> yeah. Know. Right. Yeah. You know, the human mind and just like recounting memories, it's so inaccurate. So it could be a little bit of both, you know, it could be, I'd say it's probably 50, 50. I, I mean, I believe in this stuff. So I, I, I don't think every single sighting is a trick of the mind. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way. I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't always believe it's swamp gas or whatever. <laughs> yeah, True. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, where can people find you? Well, my Instagram and social media, it's all at Dirty Deeds. That's D-U-R-R-D-E-E-D-E-E-D-Z. Uh, I have my own podcast, Deeds Rants. It's just like, you know, five minute clips of me just talking shit about whatever subject. I have uh, my YouTube is just my name, Dorian Vasquez. If you search, you'll find me. Subscribe. Nice. I do have a couple. Uh, I have a sketch dropping tomorrow and I'm currently working on a short film that I actually did, uh, started at the beginning of the year. That's and I'm awesome. just now getting back to it. So hopefully that'll come out soon. Oh, hell yeah. So everyone keep a lookout. Definitely follow Dorian so you can watch the, the short film. And as usual, you can catch me at Meg Gets Money on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dorian. <laughs> All right, thanks. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? 
go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Jamamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rindell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Draskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts.